Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self Work Podcast. My name is Dr. Bundi. I'm a psychiatrist. I'm also known as the Wellness Doctor. And on this podcast, we talk about all things mental health, all things wellness. So if you're new here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. If you're a returning subscriber, thank you so much for coming back. Today, we will be talking about toxic shame toxic shame what is toxic shame and how different is it from normal shame of course here normal shame is a misnomer because really shame is not normal okay but what i mean is there's a different kind of shame that we need to address today and i'll tell you what the difference is so overall shame comes from a feeling of worthlessness and a feeling of deep embarrassment. Usually it starts off with somebody doing something or saying something that makes you feel embarrassed. And everybody's been through this. But what we are talking about today, toxic shame, it does something to you. So first and foremost, toxic shame is defined by the duration. If something happened to you 5, 10, 20 years ago, but still in this moment today, it makes you feel some type of way. It's able to evoke a feeling in you, a feeling of worthlessness, hopelessness, shame, guilt today. Then that's toxic shame, right? So there's no specific time, but if it is prolonged, we're talking years beyond five years, beyond six years, that can hint towards toxic shame. Aside from the duration, it's also about the intensity with which it affects you, if it changes you, if it changes the way you think about yourself, if it creates a belief in you, for example, something like, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to get a job. If it has changed the way that you look at yourself, then that is toxic shame. So duration and just how much it affects you, those two things can help differentiate shame from toxic shame. And the thing is, when it comes to shame, um, there are a few things that I'd like to highlight uh, about how toxic shame can really rob you and take things away from you. And I'll give you guys a little bit of an experience that I have with toxic shame because I like to keep it real. I like to keep it real on this podcast. I'm not perfect. I've been through a lot of these things that I talk about. And so um, let me set the scene. Um, it's first year of university. I'm a very young, impressionable girl. At this age, 19, I joined uh, med school when I was 19. I had no experience with guys. I was really a late bloomer. I had not, had I kissed a guy? Yes, I think I'd kissed a guy, but like that was it. I was very much, I was very self-conscious and self-aware when it came to relating with boys and having crushes. And I was like, I was like a fish out of water. So in high school, I was very much a nerd. I was all about books and spirituality. So now I'm coming into a space where like there's lots of guys and I'm, I obviously want to um, attract guys and, you know, I want to be that girl, obviously. So that's the scene. Um, so around maybe second semester, third semester, we're just chilling, me and my girls as, as we used to sit in a specific place and we're just waiting for the class to start and so this um friend of mine comes and tells me so have you had like what's going on in the class and i'm like what's going on 
and she tells me that the guys of the class have sat down and they've kind of like picked a nickname for every single girl in the class and they've kind of rated the, the who's the hottest and who's not so we i'm like curious i'm like okay so it's like who's the hottest so she like tells me what's going on and then she's like yeah but like some of the girls don't have some very good names and in my head like when she said that i'm already like oh my god i hope it's not me like you know that sinking feeling i was just like oh my god but then you know curiosity so i'm like okay so like who are these girls who didn't get some very good names and so she's like listing them and then at the very end at the very end guys she tells me that um yeah so they also have like a nickname for you do you want to know and i mean obviously i want i'll say i want to know because now like we're here it's happening so i ask her and she tells me that yeah the guys have nicknamed you gynecomastia now for those of you who don't know gynecomastia is a medical condition where like people get boobs that are really big like bigger than your frame and at this point i'm just like what guys i was shaking i felt like tearing up but you know i can't tear up when in class also i don't want my friend to feel like i'm feeling bad so i'm like sitting with this thing for the rest of the day and i'm feeling so horrible so fast forward i did not realize how much this thing affected me until much later in life i'm done with uni um i'm still in a bit of an insecure place i'm still in a bit of a place where i'm like trying to see where i fit in with guys am i the cool chick am i pretty enough so i until you know much later i realized this thing i'm so insecure about my past i'm always feeling like i need to cover up to this day i can't wear a v-neck comfortably without feeling like is this too much and i have to like talk myself down so when i tell you i have dealt with toxic shame i have dealt with it for many years after that incident i would still remember it i'd get like a flashback and go like and still feel the shame i felt then so i'm not just like speaking about something i don't know so what can we learn um about toxic shame from even what i've shared with you so maybe maybe you have a similar situation you've gone through and now you're like okay maybe i have toxic shame the the first thing that we need to know is that toxic shame makes you feel like you're irredeemable like you're irredeemable Here's the thing we 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 as human beings go through many things that make us feel guilty that make us feel shame and but but the thing is especially with guilt guilt will always make you feel like you want to make amends you want to do better for example I'm trying to be a better timekeeper this year it's one of the things that has held me back a lot I used to be the person who would show up an hour two hours even three hours late guys I've come for a date three hours late yeah so um so when nowadays when i when i'm late i feel bad i i feel like oh my god like i'm late and it makes me feel bad but then i want to do better i want to make amends i usually say next time i'm not going to be late right so toxic shame is so different it makes you feel like what has happened is irredeemable so what happened to me is i started feeling like nobody's ever going to look at me i'm not attractive i will never get a guy like this is it i'm that chick so that's what it does it makes you feel like what has happened is set in set in stone it has cemented a belief in yourself 
but I'm here to tell you that that is not the truth. That is not the truth. Okay? Whatever embarrassing situation happened to you five, three, ten years ago, it's not irredeemable. It's not irredeemable. The second thing about, I'd like to talk about when it comes to tox, uh, toxic shame is that um, shame is not a real tangible thing. Like you see, the way I have this mic in front of me, the way I have a physical body, the way I have hands, shame is not a real thing, but it's real in the sense that it is secret it is silent and it's constantly whispering in your mind there's that voice in your head that's constantly telling you things to remind you of your shame it's reminding you of the day you fell down and you embarrassed yourself in the office there's that voice right so yes it's not a physical thing but it's very real in the sense that it's secret and it's silent Okay, and that's the way that it destroys you. It's just that constant whisper, that constant whisper, that constant thing that reminds you. That's how it's a silent killer. Uh, toxic shame is a silent killer. And interestingly, we don't need an audience to experience shame. We don't need an audience. Yes, there's a kind of shame where, for example, if you fall down in the club and everybody sees, like, yeah, that's embarrassing. People have seen it. But there, you really don't need an audience to feel shame. Sometimes it can just be with you by yourself. You can actually be having a very good day. You're just like walking around. But in your head, you're replaying that embarrassing moment, that shameful experience in your head. You're, you're laughing, you're smiling, you're waving at people, you're having a good day. But shame is killing you on the inside. That's how shame destroys you. And if you're not careful, it can form a part of how you exist. So what are the symptoms of toxic shame? I've mentioned a few. I've, I've mentioned a few, but I'd like to highlight a few symptoms of toxic shame. One is anger. And it doesn't have to be the loud anger in your face, like you're walking around, you're constantly angry at people. No, it can be that internalized anger and for me the internalized anger is so bad when you internalize anger onto yourself it's so bad and it's one of the symptoms of toxic shame another one is projection and i was so good at this so i remember i i started believing that i had such a big bust and it was so unattractive such that whenever i would see another woman you know who is rocking her cleavage is wearing a nice v-neck I would be like, why would she dress like that? Like, what is she thinking? And I would start hating and projecting my anger and my shame and my, um, my internalized belief on this other woman who is proud to rock her bust, you know? So projection. So ask yourself, what is this thing that I project onto others? Could it be rooted in shame? The other thing is, um, if you find yourself you're overly sensitive about certain things, that could be attached onto your shame. When somebody even makes a positive criticism on something that you do or say, you're so quick to say, no, I'm not like that. I don't do that. I'm not. Why are you overly sensitive to, to criticism? Could it be that it's rooted in a shameful belief that you have about yourself? 
Lastly, there is withdrawal where you find yourself just withdrawing and you almost don't want to be seen. You don't want to be heard. You just want to be a fly on the wall. You do not want to be loud. That could be a sign of toxic shame, right? So those are the few that I wanted to talk about. And I just wanted to now start talking about how to overcome because it's possible. You can get out of that space, you guys. You can come out of that space. You can. You don't have to live in the space of toxic shame. The first thing that you need to do is to arrest this the negative self-talk. I'm a big believer of arresting negative self-talk because you remember we said that toxic shame is that silent killer in your mind. So how do we arrest negative self-talk by positive self-talk? You can actually verbalize it. Talk to yourself, guys. I've been telling you, it's not crazy. You're not crazy for talking to yourself. When a negative thought pops into your head, for example, I have a big bus, thus I'm unattractive. Please immediately arrest that thought and say, to some, I might be unattractive, but to me, I am attractive. I love it. I'm fine. I am content with how I look. Affirm, affirm yourself. Affirm yourself. Affirm yourself. The other way that we can deal with toxic shame is to separate actions from self. Separate actions from self. Learn to separate the two. So for me, Yes, something happened. They said something bad about me. Those boys said gave me a nickname that was not very nice. That was the action. But does it have to form a part of myself? Does it have to form a reality in my life? Do I then have to take it up as a character trait? Absolutely not. That's just something they said. We leave it at that. Separate what happened from self. Yes, you fell down in front of everybody, but so what does it have to form a part of who you are do you then have to start taking up this shameful self who doesn't want to exist you're almost like an invisible ghost absolutely not separate yourself from i am bad um you can say instead of saying i am bad you can say something bad happened to me those are two very different approaches and mindset is everything when it comes to toxic shame the last one is practicing self-compassion and self-love. Talk to yourself like the way you would talk to a loved one. I recently posted something on my Instagram that said, when was the last time you spoke to yourself? When was the last time you spoke to someone the way you speak to yourself? When was the last time you told someone, you're stupid, you're ugly, you'll never be successful? That happened to you because you deserved it. It's all your fault. When was the last time you actually said those words? I'm guessing never, right? So why do you do that to yourself? Why do you speak to yourself like that? I want us to get to the place where we afford, where we afford ourselves grace. Be graceful with yourself. You can make mistakes. Imagine, imagine people fall down. Imagine people have wardrobe malfunctions. Let's allow ourselves some grace and speak to ourselves with kindness. There's also the act of practicing self-compassion onto yourself. You can actually just get into bed and hug yourself. Get into bed and hug yourself. Do things that make you feel um, like you're loving on yourself. Am I making sense? And with time, with constant practice, when you do things over and over that make you feel like, actually, I love myself, 
you realize that that thing that you've been carrying around, that thing that you've been so ashamed about, it was just a thing that happened. It doesn't have to live with you and change you. And that, guys, is how you get over toxic shame. I really hope this one has resonated with you. It, it, it was a journey for me and I hope that it will be a journey for you, a journey of victory, a journey of coming out of toxic shame. So if you loved this video, please give it a thumbs up, share it with somebody who you think needs to hear these words. And as usual, if you've not subscribed, guys, if you've not subscribed, please subscribe. It is free. They don't charge you anything. You don't need to leave your email address. Just hit that plus sign if you're on the podcast platforms. Subscribe on YouTube. Okay, guys. And I will see you next time on the Self Work uh, Podcast. And I'm leaving you with love and light because you deserve it. Bye, guys.